episode of Vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, presented by NBA 2K23. Myself, Moonsi, BJ Armstrong, real name, no gimmicks, in the building. Once mm. again, if you don't have your copy of NBA 2K23, check the link in the description. Get your hands on a copy, because that's all I'm going to do all weekend. You ain't getting an episode on Saturday or Sunday. I'm going to be playing 2K. We ain't recording. I'm so sorry. Get your link and we can play online together. Because if you want to play online, hit the link in the description for the Discord as well, where you can join the conversation and you will see when I'm live online and you can come and join. We can play in the rec in the park. These words make no sense to BJ, but he's going to learn all about them. But before that, <laughs> we're going to continue our series breaking down every team's offseason. We're giving you two for ones. And today, the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Clippers. So oh. we're going to start with the Denver Nuggets. They have the two-time MVP, so they get the honor of being the first team on a podcast. Shall we have a look at who they lost and who they added this offseason? You ready, BJ? Yes, yes, yes. They made an interesting trade this offseason. Will Barton, Will the Thrill, one player that we love to watch, went over to the Washington Wizards in exchange for Contavious Coldwell Pope. Which is interesting. Will Barn, we'll get into it in a sec. Their uh, Facundo Campazo is a free agent. DeMarcus Cousins is a free agent. Bryn Forbes signed a contract with the Timberwolves. Jermichael Green is now on the Golden State Warriors. Marcus Howers is a free agent. Monte Morris was part of that trade and he went over to the Washington Wizards. And Austin Rivers is now with the Timberwolves. So a few of the Nuggets are now on the Timberwolves, maybe because the Timberwolves old general manager. The Nuggets or general manager is now over at the Timberwolves, but we'll discuss that too. And they have added Adonis Arms, Christian Braun, Colin Gillespie, Grant Golden, Kellen Grady, Peyton Watson, Jack White. They're all rookies that you've probably never, ever heard of, so we're not going to talk too much about them. But they signed okay. Bruce Brown Jr. from the Brooklyn Nets. They, of course, got Kentavious Caldwell-Pope in that trade. DeAndre Jordan, one of the first signings of free agency, which shocked me, and... Ish Smith was also involved in that trade coming over from the Washington Wizards. They re-signed the two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic, to a contract extension. Velato Kankar got his qualifying offer extended, as did Devon Reed. So essentially, essentially, that's a lot of names. So if you lost yes. track of that, they essentially traded Will Barton and Monte Morris for Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Ish Smith. Now, we didn't really talk about that a lot on this podcast because I think it was while we were away. I like that trade. I like that trade. Now, I'm not saying that I like those players more than the ones that went out because I think of all those players there, I think Will Barton might be the most talent-wise, my favorite. But Will Barton's a great basketball scorer with the basketball in his hands. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, on the other hand, is more of a 3 and D guy. So he will fit into the role of catching and shooting and then playing hard defense on the other side. Will Barton, nice spark plug to bring in off your bench, you know, cook up some buckets when you're in a bit of a scoring slump. But I can see why they wanted to shift over to KCP and then trading Monte Morris for Ish Smith, both kind of really small point guards. It's kind of a, it is what it is. Ish Smith, one of the quickest players uh, the, the NBA has ever seen. Did you know that? According to the draft combine sprint tests, apparently. Okay, okay, um, okay, Combine. Shout good. out to the Combine. Yeah, Shout yeah, out to but, the Combine. Uh, what you make of that trade, BJ? Well, there's a lot of moving parts here. I think the one name that you didn't mention was Jamal Murray. I think he's the key 
Oh, we, we can get onto that. We're gonna get onto that. So, yeah, I, I I think there's a lot of moving parts. And now with the emergence or him returning back to the line of Jamal Murray, I think you're trying to compliment him and mm-hmm. what you're gonna do so that on both sides of the ball, you're gonna have a team that's gonna play, play with the proper spacing, but more importantly, that's gonna complement what their star players talking about Jokic, who we know is an MVP. Two time two-time MVP. Then we have Jamal Murray, what he brings when he's healthy. And now you want to add spacing defense and really try to figure out, provided everyone's healthy, how to get this team to advance deep into the playoffs. So I I like the trades for both teams. I think what Washington did in bringing back Bill, adding Will Barton and those type of players to what they have, I think that's nice for them. So I like this team. I like this trade for both teams. I think it's a win-win trade and it made sense for both teams. It was a good business move, but also I thought it was a good basketball move. So those are the type of moves that I applaud. And I think both teams should improve provided they have health and they figure out the chemistry and, and all of the things needed when you, when you bring in new guys into your fold. Well, Jamal Murray, as you mentioned, did miss the entire 2021-22 season with a torn ACL. However, he is now back, as is Michael Porter Jr., who may be one of the most efficient three-point shooters in the league when he's healthy and on the court with that lineup because we did see a few games of... Because remember, a season ago, Aaron Gordon got traded to the Denver Nuggets and we got to see like five or six games of them fully healthy as in that five-man unit um, and, and then it all fell apart. So when we're looking at this team now, we're looking at Jamal Murray starting at the point elite point guard, kind of a borderline all-star. I would say, I don't think he'll make the all-star team, but he's more than capable of putting on all-star performances as we've seen him pull off in the playoffs. And then you've got KCP, nice three and D guy at the two. You've got Michael Porter Jr. at the three, who offensively, he's a very tall player. He can score on all three levels. Defensively, we're going to talk about defense in a sec, because that's what worries me. But then you've got Aaron Gordon at the four, Obviously a high flyer, so he can cut off the ball. Nikola Jokic can find him with some of those passes. You know, there's there's a few different actions. We won't go too deep into it, but there's a few different actions the Nuggets use to get him easy looks. And defensively, he does more than a good job of holding his own. And then at the center position, the two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic. Coming off the bench, you've got Bones Highland, who I think can take a leap this year and become a really consistent contributor to their rotation. I don't know how much rest Jamal Murray's going to need, but you don't want to have him going full speed from the very start of the season. So that will provide opportunities for Highland to get some run. Then you've got Bruce Brown, who was, when you watched the Nets series against the Celtics, he was probably the Nets' most important player outside of Kevin Durant in terms of what he was doing um, defensively, because he was maybe might have been the only Nets player actually playing defense in that series. But also, I love their ability to use him as the screener in some screen roll actions. He has that little floater game down the middle. They've retained Jeff Green. And then, of course, they've got uh, DeAndre Jordan, which was an interesting pickup. And uh, guys like Zeke Nagy. And, of course, Ish Smith. I like Denver. But I worry about their defense, PJ, because in the starting lineup that I just read to you, Jokic, I think he's an okay defender. I think he could even be considered a good defender. But he's not an elite-level rim protector, and he does struggle in switching on the screen roll. 
Michael Porter Jr., who is a net negative on defense, and Jamal Murray coming off an ACL tear, he's not going to be playing defense at the same level as he was before. How concerned are you about the Nuggets on a defensive side of the ball? Because offensively, I think they can run up 120 points a night on anyone they want. Well, in the words of the great, iconic, legendary George Gervin, your best defense is your offense. Clearly, that's what they're going for. <laughs> this team is going to be able to score. And they are very efficient scores. You know, Jokic is an efficient player. Jamal Murray plays at a very high level. Michael Porter Jr. I, I, I like I like what this team brings on the offensive end. However, if they are not scoring the ball well, the question which we need to ask is, can they grind a game out and depend on their defense to get stops and keep them in a game when they're not playing at a high level on the offensive end? Now, there are going to be many teams that can stop this team, let alone slow them down, because they're going to have Jokic, and now you're going to add Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. to the mix, Caldwell Pope, they're going to be able to score. Make no doubt about it. No team is perfect. However, if they can figure out how to be, let's just say they are average on the defensive end. They're respectable. That's a better word. If they are respectable on the defensive end, this is going to be a very tough team because they have three guys, four guys, if you, if you, uh, you know, when you really think about it, Okay, if you want to put uh, uh, Gordon in there. Well, I mean, they, they were 14th in the NBA in points allowed. So they were in the top yeah, half yeah. of the NBA, if you want to go by that metric, last season. But. Yeah, but if you put Aaron Gordon in there, they have four guys that's capable of getting you 30 or more points in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Okay, probably more. You, you know, I mean, they these guys, can, these guys can score. So I like their team. It's not perfect. However, I think they are really good basketball players. I think they can play with better players. Jokic is phenomenal passing the ball. He will be leading the charge. And I expect them to be a really good team in the Western Conference this year. How far do you think they can go? Because I think that they can do really well in that regular season, but well, then yeah. that lack of defense can be their undoing in the playoffs. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, every team has their has their, you know, has their gaps. They have their, you know, Achilles heels, if you, if you will. I think this team is capable of going far with the right matchups. And the reason I say that is because they have a player that they can play through when the game slows down or gets a little off the rails. And that's Jokic. Jokic is, he can carry a game. He can carry a series. You're adding Jamal Murray when healthy has shown he's capable of carrying a game and a series. This kid, Michael Porter Jr., until the back injury, we kept saying, we don't know where his ceiling is at on the offensive end. Now, defensively, we know he may not be the best defensive player, but I don't think anyone, myself included, has doubted his ability to score that basketball with the mm-hmm. best of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And he's a he's a big kid. Yeah. All right? So, yes, I again, if they're willing to commit the energy and the effort necessary on the defensive end, they'll be respectable. If they are respectable on the defensive end, look out for this team because they can put the ball in the basket. And Mo, you can't disrespect that. 
And you can't just discredit this team by just saying they can't defend. You're going to have to figure out how to stop them too. Yeah, because last season, they won 48 games. They were the sixth seed in the Western Conference. And now they're adding two max contract players in Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. They're adding, let's, be, let's, let's call it what it is. They're adding two all-star caliber players. Jamal Murray, I, I've said this to you before, I think he's the best player who hasn't been named an all-star yet prior to his injury. Okay, yeah, like I said, he plays at the level where the all-star team only has so many slots. But if you're having a playoff series, you can rely on him for a couple standout performances. He's he's got look okay. He may not be Steph Curry, but no would we bat an eye? Would we bat an eye if he had thirty in back to back games or against John Moran or against Damian Lillard no. or whoever's it? No, this this guy is legit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Like, again, so it's, uh, we're lucky to get him back on the court. Let's get him back on the court because when he was in the bubble, man, oh yeah, wow, hey hey hey, he was. Yeah, he, he, hey, when they say rumble, young man, he was rumbling. Yeah, the, the bubble <laughs> was a crazy time. The bubble was crazy. Yes. Do you know what I like most about this team? The chemistry that they appear to have. You know, when Jokic won that MVP, the whole team went out to Serbia to celebrate with him in his hometown. They actually surprised that's, that's, him. That's he great. had no idea they were going. Um, Jeff Green, one of the veterans on the roster, he's been holding a mini camp for the younger players in Miami over the summer so that they can all play together, get that chemistry going as well. And it just seems like good vibes. I think Jokic came out this week. He said, I want to be the Tim Duncan of the Denver Nuggets, which I think is a great goal to aspire to. That's, that's great. That's great. And by the way, Mo, can we get an invite to Aaron Gordon's house next year for Yo, Richard? Have you, you see? I, I just was flipping through. I was flipping through and I saw that. I was like, whoa, how do we get an invite there? I mean, so one of one of my one of my friends has been to Aaron Gordon's house and he told me it's crazy. But also that Aaron Gordon is crazy because they're there, <laughs> they're having dinner, and uh, where does he live, by the way? Where is he this, in California? This, yeah, they've got a few he's got a few houses though. So he's got he's got a few houses all over the place. So LA okay. all, all over the shop, right? But they're having dinner and then they're having all these expensive bottles of wine. Just like crazily expensive. Now, I'm not a wine drinker, so I don't know about these things, mashallah. But so my guy's telling me, he's like, yeah, so we've got like these thousands of dollars bottle of wine. And then Aaron Gordon just says to everyone there, there's like 20 people there. He goes, everyone go and pick a bottle you want to take home with you. So this guy's just giving away like 50 grand worth of wine just, just for fun. And I'm like, that's, that's crazy. Because when I go for dinner, they ask me yeah. to bring the food. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we, I, go. I, I, we need friends like Aaron Gordon. I just want to get an invite. Can we get an invite next year? You know, do the podcast or something. Ag, yeah. let's come to the crib and record it. He lives in. Yeah, BJ, we, you won't know this, don't... but on NBA 2K, there was uh, the my play mode, the apartment where it's like you've got an apartment with a basketball court built in. It looks exactly yeah. like where Aaron Gordon lives. I'm convinced he saw that game and he was like, "I want to live here," and he had it built because it's too crazy. If you guys haven't wow. seen it, search Aaron Gordon's house on. I know it was great. It, it seemed like it was great. I, I just was flipping through. I was like, man, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Most definitely. But speaking of houses, BJ, this year, I may have to take another trip to visit your house because the Los Angeles Clippers are looking very dangerous. And I feel like, dare I say, we might even be out in LA for an extended stretch during the playoffs. Because if this team gets healthy and gets right, Boy, oh boy, are they going to be scary. But before we talk about the Clippers, I need one prediction from you. 
What seed do you think the Denver Nuggets will finish as in the Western Conference? I think they're going to finish in the top four. I'm going to say two, two to four, somewhere I, around there. I think they could run away with it. I think, yeah, I think they could run away uh, with it. Two to four. I and think how, they're going to finish two to four. How far two do you to think four they can go in the playoffs? I think this is a second round team for sure. I think now, they could you know, get to the conference finals. Yeah, I, I, I can see them doing that. And with the right, listen, it's all about the right matchup. If they can get to whomever they match up well, we haven't seen any of the games. But I like this team. Yeah, I, I think the they have nice depth. Yeah, I, I think they have nice depth. But you know what? With Jamal Murray being back, you know, Michael Porter Jr. being there, you never know. You know, it's all about matchups. You don't know how teams match up with, the, with another team. So, you know, I, I think they have two players now that you really – have to put in your scouting report. And I, I really like this team. I, I, I like them. I, I know defensively, you know, we have some concerns. And that's legit. I, 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 and I tend to agree. However, if this kid, Jamal Murray, I just think he is, you know, he's a player. He's can a I, gamer. Can, can I say one more thing about the Denver Nuggets? Everyone says the Denver Nuggets have a home advantage because they play in the Mile High City, so they're at a higher altitude. They do. And it's supposedly, they do. But, but except they don't. Because last season, they went 23-18 and 18 at home and 25-16 and 16 on the road. So they actually played better on the road away from their so-called home advantage. How does that make any sense? It's the NBA. What's it like? We're not trying to you, you played in Denver. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you when you're uh, when you're an East Coast team, and you go to Denver for that one time. Mm-hmm. Okay, normally you try to give your starters, let's say a let's say on the average six to eight minute run in the first quarter. Okay, Mo, I don't care what type of condition you're in. That's a two to four minute run. Hmm. For me, that's about ten seconds then. Yeah, well, it, 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 Mo, I remember the very first time I played in Denver. I'm like, whatever, you know. Yeah. It, it literally felt like razor blades were going down my throat. I, that, that's it, that's how that's it, it, it's. It, it's just I'm telling you, it's like nothing you've ever. It's like nothing. Now, the the great thing about it is you get your second win. Is like, like. To me, they're probably in better condition. That's probably why they're better. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But what I do know is that they, when, when the old team, I don't know, you're, you're too young to remember this one. Dan Issel and those guys were there and Kiki Vandeway and, and all those guys. They used to play to a pace that favored them in Denver. Mm-hmm. Bat Lever and those guys. And I'm telling you, well, they were just there. It was a track meet. And you just... And it was a definite advantage without question. Now, this team doesn't play as fast, obviously, because of Jokic. I mean, how fast can you play with him? <laughs> but you just have him quarterbacking passes and let the other four guys run. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's tough, man. It is. It's no, no way around it. Okay. Well, I mentioned the Clippers earlier. We're going to move on and talk about the Los Angeles Clippers and who they've lost, who they've gained, and what we think is going to happen to them this season. They've lost Isaiah Hartenstein to the New York Knicks. He went and signed there as a free agent. Uh, I think Isaiah Hartenstein may be one of the most underrated reserve bigs in the NBA. I think Knicks okay, fans will be okay. pleasantly surprised. I think he's great at what he does. Rodney Hood, still a free agent. Jaden Scrub, free agent. But let's have a look at who they've added. Moses Brown, Michael DeVoe, Musa Diabate, 
Jawan Morgan, John Wall, and Lucas Williams. And so obviously the big talking point there is John Wall. And they re-signed Nicholas Batum, Amir Coffey, Robert Covington, Xavier Moon, and Ivisa Zubak. Now, BJ, that may not sound all that impressive. But when we go through their starting lineup, now today I heard, because we, I don't know if John Wall's going to start, but today I heard that Reggie Jackson has been with the starting lineup through their first day of training camp. So let's assume it's okay. Reggie Jackson. Either or, Reggie Jackson or John Wall at the one. Paul George at the two. Kawhi Leonard at the three. Nicholas Batum at the four. And Ivisa Zubak at the five. And that means on your bench, you've got Robert Covington. You've got Marcus Morris. You've got Norman Powell. You've got Luke Kennard. You've got Terrence Mann. Now, these are guys that might go to other teams in the NBA and start. And they're coming off the bench for the Clippers, who are easily 10 deep at this point. They even got Amir Coffey. So I like what the, Pel- the, the, the Clippers have got. I think they're a very dangerous team. And if Kawhi Leonard stays healthy throughout this season, I think they're my pick to come out of the Western Conference. You know, Mo, this team, living out here in L.A., what I like about this team is they're not running away from the expectations of Sam. We feel we have a championship-caliber team. They're they're not dodging the question. They're not saying coulda, woulda, shoulda. They're saying we feel we have a championship-caliber team. Now, I think the big addition, you, you, you nailed it, Mo, when you said John Wall. And let's get right into it. Now, I don't know where John Wall is going to be with this group. But what we do know is we have, we have to get their, their two top options back into the fold. Talking about Kawhi Leonard, one. Paul George, two. And then we got to figure out the rest. Now, I don't know if that means John Wall should be the starter with that group. I don't know if John Wall should anchor the second unit with that group. But wherever that is, John Wall is going to play a part because he can add speed and quickness to this group. He's a veteran. And if John Wall is coming off your bench, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a, if Reggie Jackson is coming off your bench, wow. I mean, that's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. So all of this depends on the health of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. If those guys can stay healthy with all of the other depth they have, I really like this team. I think this team has the makings and the fabric of a championship caliber team. They have a proven championship caliber player to lead them in Kawhi Leonard. And now they just have to put, get the reps in. They got to get 70 plus games with this team and be healthy when it counts. You forget one key ingredient, which I think could be the most important ingredient. They have a championship caliber head coach. Oh, no question. I mean, come on. Because, you know, Ty Lue. Let's look at what he did last season, right? No Paul George, no Kawhi still had this team challenging in the play-in. They could have easily made the playoffs. It was a close game. And that was with a mm-hmm. lineup of Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson, Zubak, Batum, and Morris. That's the bench, basically, now. Let's look at who they added. And it was great yeah. from their front office as well to acquire Powell and Covington in that trade last season. Absolutely finessed the Blazers. I don't know how that trade happened. But that was a fantastic. Well, it trip. happened because they were trying to unload salary. I mean, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. But the, the, I mean, the Portland Trailblazers were unloading salary. Let's just, it is what it is. They caught they, them at the right, you know, a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But um, I think Covington is great when he gets back to his best, being that elite defensive player that he can be. I think Morris brings an element of toughness or perceived toughness to your team because Nick right. Leoka is just still walking about as a free man. Um, Norman Powell, he can come off the bench. He could easily become a candidate for sixth man of the year, Norman Powell. We know he can go out and get buckets. And Tyron Lue blending everything together on the offense, on the defense. And he'll be able to do a great job of that load management, as we call it, you know, right. being able to get Kawhi his rest, Paul George's rest, whilst the team doesn't skip a beat because he pro, pro proved last year that the team can still challenge for a spot in the playoffs, even without two or three of their best players. But I want to know, someone asked me the other day, what do you expect from John Wall? What do you want to get out of John Wall this season? And I said, listen, if John Wall can come in and give me 10 to 15 minutes, I would be happy with that at a base level. Because of everything he's gone through, we don't, we don't need to go through it now. He's gone through some very serious stuff. A lot of people don't know, like, go and read the story online. You can find it pretty easy if you Google John Wall's name. But he, after his surgery, you almost had to have his foot amputated off because something went wrong with it. And then he's had family stuff going on. So he's been through a lot mentally during that time in Houston where everyone thought he was just chilling on the bench. John Wall has been very strong of the mind to be able to even get himself back into the point where he is now playing. And I think this team is like, look at how much investment Steve Bowman's has made. You're really looking at it like championship or bust. You've got Kawhi Leonard, who's notoriously struggled with injuries. Right. Paul George has picked up a lot of injuries throughout his career. They put all their chips in the middle. The Western Conference looks wide open for anyone's taking this year. It's got to be this year for the Clippers. What do you think? Well, it, it, it is. And I think the Clippers right now, I think they were really setting everything up for this year, knowing very well that Kawhi Leonard was going to miss you know, I think they, they I think they did a really smart thing. They said he was going to miss the entire season. They allowed him to get fully healthy and they're going to bring everyone back and really make a run at this thing. If they're healthy, Mo, I, I certainly on paper, I like what they've done. They, you know, what I really like about this team is that they've put together a team, Morris and Covington and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard of Nicholas Batum, six seven six eight six, where they could just put those guys out there on the floor. You spoke about this with the Raptors yesterday, and and they have enough guys to wear you down. Okay, you, you know, no one can stop Steph Curry, and we know that. But they got enough guys they could just throw at him. They could just keep throwing that six seven six eight guy at him. They could throw those guys at whomever, Devin Booker or whoever they're going to see where they have enough guys. And, of course, when Kawhi is healthy, I mean, Kawhi is arguably the best defensive player in the league when he's healthy. So, you know, you're going to have to go through Luka. You're going to have to see these guys. But they have enough guys. They don't want to see Luka again. Well, again, you're not going to stop Luka, (laughs) but you have enough bodies to just keep throwing at him. Yeah, and eventually, just, Mo, those bodies wear you down. As long as they don't so, keep trying to put zoo back on him, like Doc Rivers did uh, when they were going up against the Mavs. Yeah, but I, yeah, I hear yeah, what you're yeah. saying. Now, now here's the thing though with Kawhi Leonard, because I've been seeing on on the media, you know, some people wanted us to react to ESPN's list, and they do like the top 20 players, top 25 players, top 100 players, top 10 players. It, for me, it's impossible to rank where Kawhi Leonard sits on these rankings, because on one hand, we've seen when he plays in the playoffs. 
He can be the best player on earth. We've seen that. He can put a team on his back and carry them to a championship. On the other hand, we haven't actually seen him play basketball in a very, very long time. So I don't know how right. to rank Kawhi Leonard right now. I don't know what kind of, you know, he's pulling a lot of muscle. I don't know how that's going to affect his game, but I don't know what kind of condition he's going to be in after all this time off with the injuries. So that's very difficult for me to rank for the regular season. For the playoffs, I'm happy to bet on Kawhi if he was on my team. You know what I mean? So I, d- I don't know where to rank him, but I want to ask you this, BJ. Do you believe in the Clippers curse? No, I don't. Do you not? I don't believe it. I don't believe in the curse. I don't. I don't believe in it. I just think they have to, it's just gotta, it's just gotta come together for them. They have to be healthy. They have to have a team that's, you know, playing their best basketball at the right time. And then you go from there. This team right here is probably the best team they've had on paper. Mm-hmm. And if you got Kawhi Leonard healthy in the playoffs, I feel really good about my chances. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, for those who don't know about the Clippers curse, the most recent thing I can tell you is the Clippers are the first team in NBA history to blow a lead in a playoff series in five straight postseasons to be eliminated. And there's numerous other occasions of the Clippers choking. But BJ Armstrong, is this the year the Clippers finally secure their first Western Conference title? It could be, you know, you, you, you had to put them up there as one of the favorites without us seeing a game or practice. Look, when you let, let's talk about the paper championship, the Clippers are there. The paper <laughs> okay. championship. I think the Clippers won on paper. The, the Clippers won. Okay. Let, let's, let's crown them the championship. Just looking at the rosters right now. Now, mm-hmm. now, now when they start playing, let's just say what we see, but I like what they've done. I like what their front office has done. I like their head coach. Yeah, I'm I like just, the players. I'm looking I at like books. everything about this team. I'm looking at their books now. They've actually got everyone under contract for next year, except for Reggie Jackson, which is they're in pretty good shape. They win in this I year. Like they they're, they're, I work. like what they I like what yeah, I like what they've done. I like this group now. The big question is will they get in enough games and mm-hmm. will they be healthy? And that's that's a big if. Do you think they'll be a one of the top regular season teams or do you think they'll low manage their way to the playoffs? Well, I, I think it's impossible. I think it's impossible. And, you know, we've had a lot of coverage about this and debate about this, you know, discrediting the, the regular season. If you want to be good in this league, you want to be a championship caliber team, you have to perform in the regular season and then have the reps to play and perform and carry that into your postseason. You just don't turn this on and turn it off. So if they're going to be crowned championship come champions this year, they're going to have to play well during the regular season. They're going to have to find that rhythm. And then hopefully they can come together and elevate themselves and play an even higher level. If they're going to be crowned champion and win the final game of the season, that formula will never change. There's a lot going on about, load management and all of that stuff. However, when you look at the team last year, the Warriors, you know, they had at some point during the season, they were the best team in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Phoenix Suns were, but yeah, they were, they were, they, they were, they were second. They were right there. You have to play and you have to get the reps. Mo, there's no way to improve as a team 
than getting yeah. the reps. And, and, and they also, play the, together. the Warriors have had years and years of playing together. So even though Clay, Steph, and Dre didn't play a lot together in a regular season, they've got years of experience. Right. The one player we didn't talk about much that I think is, is a key factor here, Luke Kennard is a career 42.5% three-point shooter. He may and not it, play this year. It, it, this is what I'm saying. He does. It, it doesn't have to do anywhere near close to what he did before. He just has to come in and make shots. His job he, he, became he, a whole lot easier. Same with Covington. Same with Morris. All of these guys. I don't know if it came easier. Last I mean, year. This is. I think he, their jobs have become a lot easier. He may not be able to get on the court. I mean, that's how that's how deep they are. So, I'm excited to see this team. I think that without question, they are the best team in LA coming into the regular season. The Lakers are going to have something to say about that. It's going to be highly contested, especially with Pat Bev over there. Mm-hmm. But right now, I think the Clippers are the best team in L.A. right now. And um, let's get the game started. All right, man. I might have to come out for that Battle of L.A. because that's the day after my birthday. I might have to go oh. see the Celtics versus Pistons on my birthday and then go see uh, the Clippers now you're, now, versus now you're, Lakers now you're, now you're talking. on now the you're day talking. after. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm going to cash in some of these miles, But in the meantime, you guys, make sure you subscribe to the show. We're going to keep doing these season previews. I'm off and away next week, so we're going to have to pre-record some. So if any uh, trades or anything happens, then it's going to ruin my schedule. But we move. Uh, BJ, any plans for the weekend? Come on, just hanging. It's birthday in the Armstrong household. Wife's birthday. so that Happy will birthday, go Mrs. Armstrong. Starting today, it'll go all the way to next week. So oh, You're lucky. It's going to go over to next month. I'm going to tell you yeah. that right now. <laughs> I just go until next month. <laughs> yeah, at a certain at a certain level, you know, they cut him down a little bit. So now we're just a week celebration. So oh, that's that's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. Enjoy the celebrations. We will see you guys Brian early on Monday morning for more team breakdowns. We're going to be going through the rest of the association that we haven't yet covered. Make sure that you hit the link in our bio in the description to get NBA 2K so you can play it all weekend. I'm getting it on my Nintendo Switch because I've got to go away for the weekend, so I'm going to play on my train journey, which is pretty cool. You know, even okay. when I go my PlayStation, I'm playing it on the Switch. I'll play it on the plane. I'll play it anywhere I go. And also join the Discord server because we've got some great conversations going on in there. We've had some heated debates in there. BJ, I wish you were in there and you knew how to use Discord because there's been some spicy takes that we're going to have to get to later on as mm. the season progresses. Make sure you join the Discord server. Make sure you guys have a great weekend. Make sure you follow, subscribe, leave a five-star rating. Thank you so much to everyone who's left the rating, left the review. It means the world to us. It helps us continue the show. And most importantly, get buckets.